Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched the final four episodes. That's episodes 13 through 16 of Signal. And welcome back, everyone, from the emotional journey that we just went on with these final four episodes. I have a confession to make. What's up? I I barely cared about uh, Cha Soo-hyun. Like, barely. Barely cared like, about Cha Soo-hyun. the whole show? Yeah, pretty much. I get that. I get that. I Which is a bummer, because I'm a, yeah. usually about a female lead, right? Like, that's usually what and I'm here for. she has so much potential. Yeah. I think... Okay. So she's not good in emergency situations. I want to start at the t- uh, my critique of her. Just garbage. As a police officer? <laughs> As a person? How? As an emergency responder. In emergencies. Absolute trash. At, <laughs> at, like, last week, I think I was a little bit judgmental of Jehan for roasting her and being like she shouldn't be a team leader but you know i really buckled down and did some did some thinking about her character in general and i kind of agree that maybe she like <laughs> cannot handle any emergency situation pretty much across the board okay for example what's what's on the top of your head um so when jehan gets stabbed the first time and Mm -hmm. she just like immediately out the gate starts panicking i mean already she maybe handled that encounter with the baddie that stabbed him not great but like i don't think i could do better right in a fight with a man impressed yeah uh more than a fight with a man with a knife i'm very weak so i can't I can't judge her necessarily for that, other than that she is a police officer, so no. Um, and then, on top of that, he gets stabbed, and she immediately just starts to, like, scream his name a lot, and then she rides in the mm-hmm. ambulance with him, screaming and sobbing uncontrollably that about how much she likes him, and then I kind of went back in my mind to other times, like that time... That she, I mean, did get away in a car with a with a witness to a crime uh, and saved, you know, her life and the witness's life. But then I think about that man who tried to kill a cop and she pretty much just was like, not nah, free pass. You got this one danger to society. <laughs> I've got a different murderer to try and catch. And then there was... The time when Jaehan took a, er, sorry, not Jaehan, Young took a bullet for her. And once more, she just kind of stood and stared. And this show does that a lot. Just the drawn out stares that probably aren't as long as they feel. But she stands and <laughs> stares for long enough for the man who shot him to get away. Doesn't even clock it. Doesn't even look at him again. <laughs> once again, goodbye, danger to society. Enjoy your freedom. Which was like, I don't know, that whole scene was very like, what are you two doing? Where 
the criminal, the mob guy, gets hit by a car, and she's like, okay, he's dead to me immediately. I don't see him surviving that. I don't know why she analyzed that situation so quickly, but she was like, I'm going after the car. The mobster's not on my radar anymore. Okay, I can see that. So she shoots out the car, and then one guy gets away. And I don't know, I feel like she's obviously in the middle of something. She starts fighting with the driver. But I feel like there's an opportunity to be like, Park Young, there was an accomplice. There were two guys in this car. You get that one, I'll take care of this one. But the second guy jumps out of the backseat. He's never seen again. He's no. in the wind. Immediately <laughs> he is a ghost. He's gone. And she's fighting this other guy who I also am questioning why he didn't just shoot both of them and be done with it. Because he fired some shots, saw that he hit, panicked, and I guess, to be fair, saw his opening and got away. No need to kill both of them. May as well just run. She's not going to stop you. Yeah, but still... There was there was a chance that she could have tried to stop you, and you could have just ended everything right there. Goodness of I his heart. <laughs> Happy award winner right there. <laughs> You've got too big of a heart. You big sucker, you big softie. Get out of here. Oh, yeah, what an, what an odd scene. But I loved this this rundown of Cha Hyun's decisions throughout the series. I'm glad that you've t- tracked them. Yeah, just there's a lot of those. And then, I mean, it's not just how she reacts in emergency situations, because if it was just that, that's one thing. But um, it's a little bit tough to hear someone say, I don't care if I make the whole world terrible as long as I can save the one person that I want to survive. <laughs> Literally, I will watch... I'm pretty sure that's like a villain mentality, right? Like, I will watch the world burn for this one person versus, like, I will sacrifice everything for a better world. Like, she's like the flip side of, <laughs> of him. She didn't really understand, I feel like, what was going on understandably so, Buckwild situation to have, like, a magical time passage walkie-talkie. But she didn't really fully understand, I guess, what was going on um, the whole time, but not just with, like, that, right? It just felt like she was a really clueless person where, in like, past her is just, like, this Bambi doe-eyed person, And current her is, like, this hardened person, but I don't... I know that she went through a lot losing Jehan, but, like, what was he really to her other than just, like, someone she respected and had a crush on, right? It's not like they had built a life together or made promises to each other. And I guess I just don't get it, right? I don't get her motivations. I don't really get how she got from Bambi to absolute cynic and but and like both sides of that coin aren't super great right like ultra naive to like fuck everyone i'm in this alone since i lost the man i had a crush on who once again no promises made he's a very respectable person i get it but it's yeah it's not like 
Like when someone loses their spouse, it's like, okay, well, you also like, like lost the life that you had chosen, like your future that you were building toward and the life you had built in the past. She literally just lost like, I don't know. I've had crushes on plenty of people and then they just kind of go away because I realized that feelings and actual like experiences of being with a person, they are different things. And her feelings aren't nothing. Like they matter, but they're different things than than what I guess she made them out to be. I guess that was something that I was impressed with the show for doing, though, is that they never showed she and Lee Jae-han together in 2015. Like, the end of the show is like, maybe they'll find each other again. But I think there could be this question hanging in the air of, like, if she does meet him again after looking for him for all these years, will she be surprised at how different he is? Will she, like, start to see that she has kind of created this image of him in her mind that is slightly different than who he actually is? I think that would be a a cool aspect for season two to explore if we're just going... I think we went a lot heavier towards some romantic storylines within the last few episodes here. And if they were like, we really want to lean into that. What's the relationship between these three? And, like, not necessarily romantic between all of them, but, like, these deep friendships, these potential romances, what do they look like when the... if or when the three of them actually ever are together? It's like, that's interesting. Okay. I do like something that Jehan said in his monologue in the very last moments about, uh... I just want to acknowledge it really quick and get it out of the way because it's going to drive me crazy that it's happening. That is Maurice crying softly in the background of this <laughs> recording. It's who he has been today, generally. he's ha- it, We're going through like some attitude problems today. I've got a teenager. <laughs> um, but something that I loved... Uh, that Jehan said in his closing monologue was, I think it was something along the lines of, am I going to meet my best friend that I've never truly gotten to meet? Or... I thought it was Parquet Young that said that. Oh, it was Parquet Young. Okay, sorry. I think either of them. I think it was very cute that both of them eventually acknowledged that they were best friends. And wanted each other to be happy. Yeah, super wholesome. They had the best chemistry out of everyone in the whole show. Mm -hmm. And um, they're those two little besties. What I want mostly is for them to be happy together in whatever capacity Mm -hmm. they want to be. But, you know, is what do we get? A buddy cop situation? Perfect. Best friends who, like, hang out? perfect maybe they're in love sure perfect i love it i don't care <laughs> actually i don't think i'd like that because um hey or jehan was very um like borderline paternal to mm-hmm. uh, to hey young when he was a kid mm-hmm. so that's fair 
it could be a little creepy. A little <laughs> bit a little bit grooming-ish to be like, he made sure he was fed and warm at night and kind of raised him from the shadows. Now they're in love. Ew, no, they are not. Pass. No, no, no. <laughs> pass, hard pass. They're friends. That's cute. But yeah, I'm very interested in seeing, you know, what they have. And I do, I de- do definitely agree with you. It would be interesting to see her kind of come to terms with the pedestal she she's put him on. I think that would help me believe in their chemistry a little bit more because it's still even when he kind of seemed to be coming around to having feelings for her too i mean it was still so partial and kind of like a sideline for him he had other stuff going on and for her it's all she thought about and that even that i guess power imbalance Mm -hmm. was a little rough for me to bear witness to (laughs) that's fair i feel like it would have been Maybe so much more palatable, uh, easier to like get behind if one Jehan had gotten a lot more on board with it. Like even in the ambulance when she's screaming and crying and it's like a little bit awkward and a little bit funny, just watching him like turn full away from her and try to ignore her is like. No, we're going for comedy. This is like, this is late game in the show. If you're not going to show him being like, oh, dang, this is real for her. Okay, let me, uh, I don't know what to do with this, but let me at least acknowledge it. Like, I feel like that was an opportunity. And they were like, no, we want to go for comedy, which to me says like, then it's not real. Then he does not have any feelings towards her that are sincere. If you're going to keep going for comedy, freaking episode 14 or 15, then it doesn't feel like it's going to work. Which is fine if you show that Cha Hyun in the future has kind of given up on the crush aspect and is like, he's someone who deserves to be found. He's someone who I highly respected and I want to find his body and find out what happened to him, find out where he went how he was murdered if that's what happened and whether he was framed for this insane crime that like they say he committed like that is important to me but I've kind of gotten over the crush I think that would have been a lot more powerful rather than being like no she's still just in love with him just kind of head over heels in love with this guy that she hasn't seen for 15 years and yeah never like never did anything with except worked alongside yeah yeah i 100 percent agree if they hadn't had moments like her saying if, if her speech was he deserves to live he deserves to be found versus i would make the world a terrible place to make sure mm. he was in my world essentially um yeah it would have been a very different speech and i think her character would have made a lot more sense to me and and the whole arc that she went on if yeah like you said it was he's a great person who always did the right thing and i just think there's more to this and he deserves the truth and so do i whatever my feelings were that doesn't matter that would have been 
dope as hell. But yeah, that's not really the Cha Soo-hyung that we got, so... I, I don't think I would have thought about it if you hadn't said it, and I completely agree now that we're here. I Like, <laughs> in the moment, watching the show, I was pretty into their little romance and how it became more and more of an actual thing that, like, he had the picture of her behind the Batman that there was maybe a chance that he liked her back. It was like, oh, yes. <laughs> Sweet Bryce, thank you. I This is all I wanted. And they're so cute together, and they're, like, clearly taking care of each other. And even watching him kind of choose to save her and go on this mission to catch the pervert instead of going to save uh, Park Hae-young's brother was like, oh man, that's a big deal. That's such a crazy moment. And I'm kind of glad for it because I'm here for any romance. But yeah, I think you're right that like, her character could have been so much deeper if they'd just rolled a little bit of that back since he's been missing for so long <laughs> and they never even went on a date. The furthest she got was cradling his face while he was asleep while they were on a stakeout, which I did not like. No. Don't do that to your coworker. Uh -oh. Let's reverse genders here and see how creepy that is. <laughs> don't touch your coworkers while they're sleeping. Hi. No. Uh -uh. Don't even look at them, honestly. If you <laughs> glance at them, just clock it. Yep. Asleep. They're That's asleep. about the extent that is appropriate. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe if they aren't supposed to be asleep, at that point you say, hey, you need to wake up. We're doing this stakeout together. If it's cool that they're asleep, you focus on what's happening during the stakeout. Get a handle on yourself. I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like her character was written to be um, just unrealistically distracted by her own feelings. And then it was kind of made out to be like, well, yes, she is the woman of the precinct. So that tracks. And it's like, okay. <laughs> okay, hey. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's like there's the supernatural aspects of it where... You just want so bad that you see her discovering that the walkie-talkie is magic. You see when they're on that stakeout and the walkie-talkie starts getting a signal and she's like, what is this? And she starts thinking about it and then 15 years in the future, she's listening to that same message coming through and being like, wait a second, and you're like, put the pieces together, put the pieces together, you can do it, you can find out that he's talking to the past, that's crazy, she's like at Park Hae Young's door, just eavesdropping, and then they're at the hospital, and Park Hae Young sends an actual message to Lee Jae Han, and she's like, I'm useless now, I'm so <laughs> shook that I cannot even function after this point, and I'm like, no, I know that that's realistic. I want to see the unrealistic, super cool Cha Soo Hyun that's like, I kind of put this together. Because freaking An Shi Soo was like, what is this, what is this walkie-talkie doing with you? I heard it talk once. And you can talk to the past? What? 
<laughs> the freaking bad guy gets to figure it out, but Cha Seon is like, I saw the same thing, and I cannot believe it. No, nope, yeah. I shall not believe it. <laughs> no, ma'am, just figure out the magic. We're on your team. Yeah, we want good thing. We want you to have cool character qualities. Like you're very discerning and and kind of analytical, especially about this in particular. Like you remember these events related to. Jehan really well because they just stand out in your mind because he was so important to you at a certain point in time. That would have been a cool tie-in. Be like, I just think about all of the moments we spent together uh, so often. Like, if you're gonna make her obsessed, at least let it play into her discovery of what's happening, right? Because then she's like, I just remember that night so clearly because I held his face and then the walkie-talkie came on and and I like have played all these events over in my head so many times that I think I can put together these things and if you're gonna make her obsessive make her interestingly obsessive right (laughs) Uh uh-huh make her be able to figure out cool stuff with some crazy memory tricks like you already gave Park Hae Young superpowers he's it was very cool to watch especially like listening to the sound design of the scene where he's walking through the hospital where An Chisu called him from the Inju hospital and he's like okay I heard the ambulances so he must have passed through this door and then walking in you can hear the paramedics radio so they must have been taking a gurney nearby and then there's the ding of the elevator, so he went this way, and then he must have passed, and you're like, this is so weird, but, like, in a cool way. Yeah. Just like the I rest like of it. the show. And then they're like, Cha Hyun comes in, and she's like, there's magic. I cannot. I physically cannot. And then she's useless for the rest of the scene. Yep. And she just stands there. And then she takes the radio, and then literally all she focuses on is, I don't know, that she's talking. He has this speech where he's, uh, Jaehan does, where he's clearly so busted up about not being able to save Sun Woo. And uh, he's devastated, and she's like, can we talk about... <laughs> can we talk about Lee Jaehan for a second? Hi. <laughs> Um, how do we save him? Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely could not care less about your brother right now. Can we save the guy I like? Can we do my thing? I think your brother's already dead. It seems like he missed that window. So can we do my thing? Let's go. Let's try and save this guy. And he's like, there can, could be terrible consequences. And she's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Hey. Hey, Cha Seo-hyun, take a moment. Be cool. Calm down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, she wasn't a bad character. I wasn't mad at her watching the show. But she could have been so much more. That's where I'm at. Is like, she could have been so much. But she was just a cool cop who eventually turned into a romantic lead. And I'm like, I don't I feel like that's a regression in a way. Um, 
I did like uh, flipping the script to what I did like, but I interestingly uh, am 110% sold on Jehan's character after the last four episodes. I mean, I was getting... It, it, we've come a long way since the first four episodes we watched. We're in the finale now. I'm not necessarily surprised that I like his character so much more, but I think this was one of the more gradual buildups to me being like, no, that character dope as hell. I love Jehan. <laughs> That's fair. I feel like I think back on even the first or most of his interactions with Cha Hyun, where he's like, a little bit of a butthole to her. And then by the end, you're like, he can do no wrong. I have a pedestal for him. <laughs> He's up there. Get on. Yeah, 100%. He's so... I think just the... um, He's who you want uh, to be, like, the public defender, right? You, He's, like, the person you want to be making sure that you know the public is protected and served because just the relentlessness with which he wants the right thing to be happening and even when the right thing has not been happening for a very long time and it feels like everyone is against him he's still so single-mindedly determined to make sure that, you know, the truth comes out, that justice is served, that uh, he never gives up on... I loved the end monologue about never giving up as well. That was very lovely. So good. And yeah, I feel like... I feel like the end of the finale, the last episode, was top tier. It felt this... and. I don't know what I'm saying. Jeepers. Okay, pull it together. <laughs> pull yourself together, Emily. The finale of Signal felt a lot like my mister, where I finally got why everybody's obsessed with this show. You need to watch the whole thing to appreciate it, but all the darkness, all the sadness was like really just all tied together with this beautiful ending that was like that's humanity there's gonna be darkness there's gonna be sadness but all in all it's a beautiful ride we gotta keep the hope we gotta keep living no matter what just keep going and it's like i get it I feel human again after watching this. It's yeah, so it nice. Was a gorgeous ending. Just the yeah, like you said, the full last episode was really, really lovely and well put together. I'm so sorry. I know we were just about to go on the what we loved rant. Can I tell you my beef really quick? <laughs> yeah. I have little, just like little pieces of beef here and there. That all right. Let's pick them up as we go. Yeah, just like as we go. So we're in the final episode. I am struggling conceptually with how they handled Young's memories of <laughs> the past. I he, love it. He just lost 15 fucking years of who fucking knows what he did, who he's been, because he only remembers 
this wild and crazy ride from a timeline that no longer exists that has been eradicated and that's what how is he showing up to work who knows when is he showing up to work who knows not him he might be ruining his own life at any given point in time (laughs) did he remember to call out probably not he shows up on his day off is that the first and last time he sees that desk with all of his things uh All that time with his mom and dad, totally lost. It's gone. Whoop. Um, because it's not in his memories. It doesn't live in this Jehan. Or, sorry, excuse me. Hey, Young. Hey, Young. Yeah. I was curious. I was curious if it did and they just didn't delve into the, the mystery of it all, the details, the finer points. Because it seemed like my brain went immediately to, like, body snatching. Seems like this boy, full body snatched, alternate timeline self. He was like, there was a Parquet Young minding his own business over here, and his his body is mine now. His life is mine now. I am uh, Hey Young Prime. <laughs> I am the Hey Young that can jump into any other timeline and just take over at any point. And like that's cool for him. But I was curious if he absorbed other Parquet Young's memories as part of it and would slowly, like, start to remember things as he went through his life and would kind of be like, oh, like, now that I went to my mom's house, I vaguely remember, like, Christmas dinners here or New Year's dinners here. I vaguely recall, like, my high school graduation Like, I wonder if those memories are there and they just didn't want to get into that in the show. For sure, which I understand them not wanting to get into it. Um, I think, yeah, I would have liked a little more implication that little bits and pieces, like maybe he wakes up the next day or something during his search for the truth and he's like, I remember a little bit more about this life than I did the day before. To just, yeah, imply, like, things will come back to him as he, you know, like, wakes up every day. And I think there was maybe a soft implication there, but not enough that I was comfortable with just, yeah, like you said, the full body snatch, this is my timeline now, rest in peace, former this hey young. You, your life was happier than mine, but now it is mine. <laughs> it's actually, okay, this is, I digress. I'm so sorry. But there's this amazing book I read called The Midnight Library. I think the author is Matthew Haig. I'm not positive on that. I know the book is called The Midnight Library. Super highly recommend. It's very beautiful it's a very it reminds me a lot of signal in these like alternate lifetimes kind of way and yeah an aspect of it is like you can see all the different lifetimes that you could have lived and you if you decide to stay in one then you start to like regain the memories of the you that was in that timeline and the the you prime slowly becomes that you so like the first few days you're like tripping up being real confused as to where you are and who you are 
but eventually you start to remember like all the people around you and your memories with each of them and it's just a cool concept. I really like it. The the book The Midnight Library is very very beautiful. It's not supposed to be just like trippy and silly. It's um it's very good if you're going through like a very sad time. Not to say you are, but like when I was very sad, I really liked it. Anyways, I digress. It just felt like a similar vibe with the end of this show where I was like, what's going on with the memories? What's he going to do about his new life here in this alternate timeline? And I just hope he's taken care of. I assume he'll get his memories back. But yeah, not really part of the show that we saw. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, there's a whole lifetime. And I guess that's definitely the pitfalls with, uh, we've mentioned it. I've made sure we mention it every episode of the podcast that we've talked about Signal. You absolutely set up paradoxes when you play with time. It's almost impossible not to. You have to have just like the most well thought out plan for dealing with paradoxes because, um, you know, just as easily we could say that none of that stuff ever happened because of the life that and technically a lot of it didn't like a lot of the quote unquote like the 2015 timeline i mean they were never the heroes who solved the case of the little the cold case of the little girl's kidnapping and murder and the murder of the man who tried to i don't know stop her and they weren't you know they (laughs) it was a completely different timeline and it's Not that it's worse. I mean, and it's something that they definitely confronted a lot, that you change the past, which means you change the future. It's just, I don't know, it's strange to think about that some, not that much changed. Like, the little girl still got murdered. They just found her murderer so much more quick. And the... Uh, But then it's like, does the statute of limitations on murder still exist then, right? Because there was never this groundbreaking case that caused us to reconsider that maybe we should be changing how we think of the, the... I literally just said the words two seconds ago. Statute of limitations. Yes, yes. How those work. Yeah. Which, yeah, my impression would be that there are other cases that still led to that passing, but I think point stands of, like, their butterfly effect. There are so many other things that maybe didn't happen because all of these, uh, all of these things that these three characters went through happened differently. And I love their approach in this show. I thought it was so cool that... A lot of that was resolved by just being, like, the changes happen in your memory, and suddenly you're the only one who remembers the alternate timelines. Like, the, the episode one, uh, Lee Jae-han does the first radio call and says, like, you called me. You're, the, like, you're the one that told me to call you. And through the whole show, you're like, who is first? Who's on first? Like, that's a that's a reference for all our really <laughs> old fans. Hi, who's on first? A good one, a classic. Um, like 
who made the first radio call is a question that I think we'll never know the answer to, and it doesn't really matter, but their memories changed so much, and then the first radio call itself changed so much that it's just so cool. I think they did such a good job. I can't even explain because we just watched 16 plus hours of this show and so much happened and it was lovely and amazing and I think they tied it all together really, really well. But gosh darn, is it hard to explain. Yeah, I, I, you know, the best I have is it's like the lake house, but with less Keanu Reeves and more murder. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much just like the lake house <laughs> or um i watched a psycho thriller last year called the call that was a korean movie also similar to that there's a phone in the house that can call the past uh except it had just as much murder as this show lots and lots of murder <laughs> and no keanu reeves and no Keanu Reeves. Just okay, so the call and signal are in the are in the Same realm genre. of crazy time stuff without Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Same genre. That'll be a new genre that we open up on Netflix. <laughs> crazy time stuff without Keanu Reeves. Recommended for you. <laughs> you liked Signal. Signal? You'll love this Keanu Reeves list time show. <laughs> Here it is, just for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just have such good feelings walking away from this show. Um, yeah, I, these final four episodes really, they really pulled it out of the bag, just in the best way possible. Um, also, freaking cool monologuing, not just in the last episode. Really liked the bad guy Jang's monologue when he was talking to, yes. uh. What's his face? The corrupt cop. Kim Bomju. I wrote down that guy's name because he came up a lot. Yes. Um he was a hateable villain. So was Jang, for sure. But also, dude pulled out a real good villain monologue. I was like, you know what? I'm sold. I appreciate how terrible this human is. It was I know this is the nerdiest thing I could ever say. We've already talked so much about time paradoxes in such excited tones that I think people will know how nerdy we are. So, like, whatever. <laughs> it brought me right back to high school drama competitions and having to choose a monologue and being like, I just want to go back to freaking state drama and choose that as my monologue and be able to deliver it. With the poise and the, like, eating the beef as oh you're talking gosh. about, like, putting down a hunting dog. Like, oh my god, sir. This is the craziest thing I've ever watched. And I want to be you right now. Right? Okay, so I'm... I want so to I'm... be the one delivering this. I see your nerdiness and I raise you a Lord of the Rings reference. Um... Because, yes, it is always unnerving to watch someone deliver a speech while eating. 
kind of that and and other people are just standing around watching them right because already that's a power move making people watch you eat and i always think back to um denethor in the lord of the rings movies eating that cherry tomato that is disgusting despicable so gross Mm -hmm. and this is like the poised version of that right where like he just you know slowly cuts up his his dinner um he's not worried about it he in fact he wants to talk about it let's talk about how beef is is they play music to them and this and that and really it's just to take them to the slaughter oh my god okay oh my you're god. doing a great job sir full applause give us everything sir i love this for us i love this scene so so much and i think yeah it there are some shows where sometimes the storylines with the villains can get carried off a bit too far for my preference. And I feel like this show did a really, really good job of being like, here's the amount that you're interested in the bad guys. Like, you know who this assemblyman is. He gets like one or two scenes throughout the whole show. You can see that he's bad, but mostly we don't focus on him. We tell you more than show you. Yeah, which is not like this show in any other way, because they Uh usually do showing and telling, and then sometimes showing again. And so (laughs) the fact that we just got to see all of his little influences and corruptions throughout this world in ways that it wasn't him sitting behind a desk and we see him, you know, saying, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that this was me, this, like, we got so little of him and more about how he's controlling the world and and making it a corrupt, worse place just because he has mm-hmm. the power. And it was flawless. So good. Ooh, I loved that. I also, just, like, going through my notes... As we start to wrap up, things that I loved, I loved the scene where they, like, top of episode 13, where they bring in Lee Jae-han's body, his uh, bleached bones, and his papa goes to see him. Broken, destroyed, emotionally devastated, I will never recover in the best way. Best possible way. They did so good, and... That set us up for just the smallest hint of he knows something when later in the final episode, um, Young goes to see him and just, you know, the not emotionless, but somewhat casual way he talks about how his son has been missing for 15 years. And that's uh-huh. not the same man who cried over his son's bones. He knows yeah. something. Like, different timeline, Papa. I love the use of camera angles in that scene where they did a very, I think I would say horror movie trope of like a very close up, straight on shot of his face. And I think he even speaks right to the camera where he's like, I don't know how you would know my son, 
but he's been missing for 15 years. And like you said, it's like a little bit eerie, a little bit off in his delivery in like a very intentional way. It is, oh, Papa, your journey is so good to me. I love seeing you go from bereaved father in one timeline who's like, wow, I'm so grateful that I get to give my son his last meal before I die. Like, that's that's your peak? That sucks so much. And then having his funeral be completely empty and it's just you and the girl who had a crush on him and this rando dude who's just like, hi. <laughs> Yes, I also knew your son. And you're like, okay, cool. You're like 12. He's like, can I just hang out in his bedroom for a while? Would that be okay? And you're like, I don't do what you want, bud. I'm I'm grieving my son here. I don't know I'll you. I'll go through weird. his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Parquet Young, I'm so sorry. I know you are best friends with Lee Jae-han, but you're, his dad doesn't know you. Get yeah. out of here. And his dad is currently grieving his dead son so even more get out of here even more get out of here you're being really weird at the funeral but either way going from that timeline to alternate timeline where he's like my son's been in hiding for the past 15 years i've been taking care of him at this seaside hospital this is my journey i am Basically an international man of mystery at this point. Like, <laughs> yes, Papa, that is your timeline. <laughs> I love it. I love it for him. It's very good. We love Papa. We love Papa. A good, good man. <laughs> oh, what else do I love? Um, I didn't love it, but I just want to make one... One final reference to uh, Parquet Young being a victim blamer when he takes this victim of the most heinous of crimes out to lunch. And fortunately, he had... I don't think it was his planning. I think it just so happened that Cha Seon is his partner. But he had at least the foresight to be like, I can't have lunch alone with this person. It will make her entirely uncomfortable. I would need a woman as a buffer. And, like, that's good. So grateful for that. But then to turn around and be like, I'm actually, I'm actually, I feel like I'm going to yell at you the whole lunch about how it's your fault that my brother died. Yeah. I, it is unbelievably rough because it does suck that just her whole situation was among the shittiest that can be created in reality or fiction. Because she was a kid, she had been raped, she was being pressured by her abusive father as well as the cops that were dragging her back through her trauma over and over again to just say whatever they wanted her to say. Um, She really... I mean, at the end of the day, she didn't have a choice. We can't hold her to the standard of, like, an a, a, an adult who has every tool to cope. Like, even if she had had the perfect life up to that point and, ha and had been given every strategy possible to deal with what was going on, it would still be, you know, a pretty tough situation. 
But she wasn't. Like, she didn't have any coping mechanism for going through what she was going through. And obviously, uh, Sun Woo is a golden human being for continuously from beginning to end saying, nothing that happened was your fault. Yeah, having him be the only one saying that and literally everybody else be like, if you want to stop reliving this, I want to... I will give you $50,000 to restart a new life, never see anyone in this town again, if you say it was Sunwoo. I feel like anybody would take that deal. Like, I'm sorry, Park Young. Anybody would take that deal. And it's like that deal and the alternate is living in hell for who knows how long. We can't give you a timeline, but here's yeah. all of your trauma laid out before you or fifty thousand dollars you get to leave say what we want you to say she's obviously not like living the life even i feel like you could almost hold a grudge if you were like wow she's got the perfect life now look how much she has succeeded and gone on to even hurt others but it's like no She's just getting by. She's barely getting by. Yeah, Please she's do not yell at her. A victim of severe trauma that clearly, like, she hasn't, she still hasn't fully been given the tools to deal with it. She is doing her best. And yeah. She's doing her level best. And, you I'm know, he team. also was a kid who experienced trauma. Like, he found his brother dead. Oh my god. I'm sorry. How many times do you want them to play that scene? <laughs> so Every episode, in preferably. House, zoom in on the brother, zoom in on the wrist. Here we go. It's Let's blurred out. Roll it back. But zoom in on it. Zoom in on it. It's blurred out for your protection, but you know what's underneath that blur. <laughs> zoom in on it. Oh my god, stop showing it. Stop showing it. I'm what done. Are you doing? Yeah. I'm mad um, at you at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he had his own trauma and he was also a kid who went through it, but also um, he's an adult who his, part of his job is understanding the human brain and maybe it's time to, <laughs> time to back it up. It's time to stop yelling at victims um, for things that are beyond their control. <laughs> yeah. Parker Young, has that never been part of your training? <laughs> Buddy. Buddy. Oh. Other than that, I feel like he had a pretty solid arc as well. Well, I think in the first episode, I was like, eh. Yeah. Like, he's all right. I like him. But, like, he grew on me pretty quickly. And by the end, he's like, Lee Jae-han was my best friend. And kind of maybe my only friend. Until I met Cha Soo-hyun which kind of happened around the same time, but I don't think he really ever acknowledged her in that way. I think he was oh, like, no. she's a good partner. Yeah, they tolerated each other and, tr like, trusted each other. I don't know that they were, like, friends. Buds. Yeah. But, I mean, again, with the, like, how well do you know Lee Jae-han, though? Like, he's a good man and you know his decisions, which I feel like speaks volumes. I will not yes. downplay how much it means to know that he's, like, sacrificed himself multiple times to get, to expose corruption. That's a big deal. But also, you have, like, 
two minute long conversations with him maybe once a week. <laughs> That's a bit much to say that he's your best friend in the whole world when Chasi Hyun's right over there. It's a lot. It's a lot. But just acknowledge her and Chasi Hyun, get it together. Yeah, she's a lot. We get it. But also, she's your friend. Like, can we say she's your friend? Can we please acknowledge that? Right at the end, just for me. But also, I don't know. We didn't get that. We did get very beautiful monologues from our two leading men right at the end that tied it all together and made a little more... Left us with a good taste in our mouths where I feel like the scenes that were playing on the screen could have left you with a lot of just anxiety. I had yes. a lot of anxiety watching that. Yeah, I like how it ended. I really do. But that said, it was an interesting choice to end on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. They did it. They did the Inception ending. Who's <laughs> there? Who's walking into the room? Is it the men? Is it the team? Who knows? Who knows? Hey. We don't, because they never had a season two, as far as I know. No. I think, okay, uh, either I dreamed this and I'm making it up, or there might be a signal to, so I don't know if it would be a season two so much as like a, a continuation of the spirit of signal. Mm, what? Well, I'm misinformed, but that's par for the course of this show. Either way, we'll find out in the bonus episode. Yeah, we'll do our research. Maybe. It's a big promise. Maybe we'll do our research. (laughs) We'll get back to you on that possible dream sequel or real sequel. Maybe someone told me about it through a message to my old flip phone. (laughs) Maybe someone told you about it over an old walkie-talkie. Does your flip phone have a Smiley Face sticker on the back? Uh, I did have a Pokemon sticker on it that was Phoebus. Um, Ew, what's a Phoebus? It's not a cute Pokemon, but (laughs) my friend had a sticker of it, so... Okay, well, it has the worst name I've ever heard. It's um, not a cute if Pokemon. If you want to tell us what your least favorite Pokemon is, <laughs> or what you thought of Signal, or anything at all, you can send us an email. We're at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want to get in touch via social media and let us know if you also played Pokemon Pearl and bred Phoebus in order to evolve them into Milotech for business purposes you can give us a at play on k podcast um that's the instagram or on twitter we're at play on k and you can just say yes or no we'll know what you mean (laughs) um if you want to find all of our past episodes as well as a link to our patreon you can sign up for our newsletter or you can find links to our affiliates Skillshare, Blueberry Podcast Hosting, and NordVPN. That's all on playonk.com. Yeah, we have our Patreon, 
Uh, it's patreon.com slash play on K. The link is also on our website. And um, and we've got tiers. Check out if they are a good fit for you. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, if you leave us a rating and review wherever you listen, it helps other podcast listeners find us. It helps us go up on those charts or whatever. And we would really, <laughs> really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to our review of Signal. Yeah, join us next week for the bonus episode and all of the things that we may or may not research about it. <laughs> uh, we'll see you then. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.